Now that it's over and has been gone for a couple of days, I thought it might be time to touch on the biggest celebration in the church to mark an important anniversary that most of us quietly ignored, probably on purpose. May 16th to the 24th was the all-so-important anniversary of Laudato Si, marking the fifth anniversary of the watershed encyclical outlining Francis's vision for a green future for mankind. Now, I know what you're thinking. Why did the Vatican mark the anniversary of a papal encyclical? And that's a bit weird, right? You'd be wrong, actually. It's not the first time this has happened. But before we get into just how important it is to recognize Laudato Si for the sheer brilliance of its population-controlled ghostwriters, let's go over a bit of history. In 1891, Pope Leo XIII issued his landmark encyclical, Rerum Novarum, which outlined the Church's absolute and unqualified rejection of any and all forms of socialism, as well as its rejection of the errors of capitalism. Now, capitalism was not itself rejected, but the forms we're most familiar with, either the turning of the state into God through the creation of a capitalistic welfare state, or turning the market into God through the myth of the invisible hand, were both rejected, and a Catholic vision was promulgated that continues to influence the minds of the faithful today. It inspired the likes of Chesterton, Belloc, McNabb, Pesch, and countless others in the development of their own various political and socio-economic thought systems. But Rerum Novarum was celebrated several times after its release. Forty years later, the encyclical Quadragosimo Anno was published, whose name literally means after 40 years, and it also dunked on socialism and chastised the capitalists for creating a system that opens the door for atheistic socialism. Not to be outdone, Paul VI issued Octagesimo Anno, which celebrated the 80th anniversary of Rerum Novarum. John Paul II issued Centesimus Annus to mark the 100th year anniversary. Now, you may have noticed something, though, and that's this. The celebration of Rerum Novarum's anniversary was not done by the Vatican during the pontificate of Leo XIII in any meaningful way. Pope Leo was a little busy, as he had penned a total of 88 encyclicals and countless papal letters during his reign, ranging from a dozen encyclicals by themselves on the rosary and a few against the lodge. He was prolific and displayed no narcissism in his public life. He was also the same author of the St. Michael the Archangel prayer that we are all familiar with. Which brings me to Laudato Si Week. Clearly, this encyclical was so important that it deserved to be celebrated a mere five years after its release. The Vatican even created an English-language website to mark the event. It features a video by Pope Francis that shows environmental activists chanting about environmental justice, clips of nature, and the whole nine yards, all set to a message from Francis about the need to work together to make sure, to make sure humanity has a future in the wake of the climate crisis. The website has this to say in addition to all that, quote, We're living through history-shaping events. Laudato Si teaches us how to build a better world together. People everywhere are crying out for hope, and our faith is urgently needed to light the way. For Laudato Si Week, 16th to 24th of May, Catholics are uniting in solidarity for a more just and sustainable future. Stand united with our brothers and sisters in faith as we grow through the crisis of this moment to build a better tomorrow. Reflect and prepare through online trainings from the 16th to the 23rd of May. Join the Worldwide Day of Prayer on the 24th of May. Put preparation into action during the season of creation this September. End quote. Okay, so September marks the season of creation. I'm not sure what that means, and I really couldn't find anything about that, but I'm certain they'll provide 
more information about that as the year progresses. And I say as the year progresses because, well, we'll sound here, well, you'll see why in a moment. The week featured several workshops with super Catholic sounding titles like Laudato Si, an introductory immersion. Laudato Si at five, as prophetic and relevant as ever. Eco spirituality, deepening our communion with, and then the title cuts off. If you click on the box, it's the box that says, Event expired, so I'm going to just assume that the workshop was on communion with nature, which is troubling to say the least. Moving on, we have a workshop called Sustainability, Time for the Church to Lead by Example, which is weird because this is probably the only context we get from the hierarchy for the church to lead in the world today, and it's on the environment. Go figure. Next, we have Raising Our Voices for the Earth and the Most, Presumably Vulnerable. Again, link expired. Otherwise, I'd love to see what they mean by most vulnerable. And finally, social action, integral ecology, and community building in with the rest of the title lost to time for the same reasons as before. The last workshop sounds very much like something from the Obama administration, and that is not surprising at all either. To mark the end of Laudato Laudato Sea Week, the head of Caritas Internationalis, issued a statement that sounds like it's right from the lips of that kid who is being used by the opinion makers to push the climate agenda. Caritas is arguably the biggest of the church-sponsored and affiliated Catholic NGOs that do relief work after disaster strikes. They often do legitimately good work, but it wouldn't surprise me if if Lepanto Institute had a file on them like they do with CRS and similar organizations. The Caritas statement on May 23rd is highly entertaining. Quote, The affliction crisis has given us clear indications about the vulnerability and fragility of our modern world. This is what Aloysius John, Secretary General of Caritas Internationalis, writes in a message on the occasion of Laudato Sea Week, which is taking place from May 16th to 24th. It's been five years since the publication of Pope Francis's encyclical letter on the care for creation, which the Secretary General emphasizes is a document that demonstrates Clearly, how we are all interconnected and how we cannot live in ignorance of others or in isolation. He adds that we are all co-responsible for everything, and it is our duty to protect the human person, the environment, nature, and the society in which we live. An ecological conversion is needed before it is too late, says John. Let the commemoration of the fifth anniversary of the encyclical be, therefore, a kairos, an opportune moment of reflection and change to commit ourselves to building a new world which each of us can hear the cry of the earth and the cry of the poor, in order to build a just society and to safeguard the environment, end quote. The statement finishes with a call for community action to build a better, greener, cleaner world. And frankly, most of us are for a cleaner world. It's just that this document that's being celebrated provided a roadmap for this pontificate that has been followed rather closely since. Alliances with the Saxes, Gateses, and other population control advocates around the world has borne a sort of quiet corruption that can't be ignored, leading to messes like the Amazon Synod, the Pacamama incident, and other things that can only be described as the appearance of what looks an awful lot like eco-socialism poking its nose into the church. That socialism, which was condemned by something like nine consecutive papacies in the most blunt terms possible, has now more than poked its nose into the tent of the Vatican. And I don't mean things like the condemnation of usury and materialism. 
That is perfectly in line with the traditions of the church, and I wish we got more of that, honestly. No, what I mean is this call to relativize the faith through the embracing of non-Catholic practices like we saw at the Amazon Synod, the corruption of the integrity of the church through partnerships with tyrannical multinational organizations that seek to impose wicked restrictions on the lives of the poorest people around the world, most especially on their reproductive rights, and I mean that in the Catholic sense, not in the secular sense, all in the name of fighting the changing climate. What the church has always taught is that there isn't a divide between man and nature, and that divide is the result of the act of creation, for God imbued man with the spark of divinity, the soul, that is not present in nature. And while the church teaches that man is embedded in nature, and so that bridges that gap, making stewardship possible, there's still a divide. Here's what Pope Pius XII had to say on the subject to the Pontifical Academy of Sciences in 1941. And for some context, just think of the horrors coming out of Germany at that time in the name of science. And you'll have a better understanding of what Pius XII was rejecting here. Quote, Do not marvel if in front of you, you who have with so much acumen studied, researched, anatomized, and compared man's brain with that of irrational animals. We exalt man whose face is bathed with the intelligence which is his exclusive inheritance. True science never lowers or humiliates man in his origins. Rather, it exalts and elevates him, since it sees, compares, admires, in each member of the human family, the traces of the divine image. Man is truly great. The progress made by him in the physical and natural sciences, in pure and applied mathematics, render him even more eager to secure greater and more certain advances. What is this progress if not the effect of the domination? even if limited and won at great experience, which he still exercises over inferior nature. And has the past ever witnessed a greater study, scrutiny, and penetration of nature than the present? A constant research so as to understand nature's forces and forms, so as to be able to dominate them, subdue them with his instruments, and then utilize them for his own benefit. End quote. Compare that to the concept of integral ecology, and what you'll see is a sort of leveling between man and nature. And that thinking is all over Laudato Si. But this celebration of Laudato Si isn't limited to this past week. Nope. Francis, at a recent Regina Chaley address, invited everyone to participate in Laudato Si year. Yes, year. And that celebration is being promoted by the Dicastery for Promoting Integral Human Development. Yeah, that's a real Vatican office. They released a document that not only politicizes further the global affliction we're all suffering under now, but also uses quite honestly debunked environmental catastrophes like the Australian uh, fires and the shrinking ice caps, the first of which was found to have largely been caused by environmental activists committing acts of arson, and the latter, the ice caps, are actually growing in some places, almost as if these things happen cyclically. But we are being invited to participate in a year-long celebration to recognize the importance of Laudato Si. Which brings me back to where I started. Leo XIII never called for such celebrations of Rerum Novarum, even though it hit the Catholic world like a tidal wave. It pricked the consciences of many of the faithful at that time, and it still does. It's also highly misrepresented by so-called Catholic socialists and by organizations like the Discovery and Acton, Acton Institutes. Historically numerous quasi-Catholic factions have sought to weaponize Leo's writings for their own purposes and to make Rerum Novarum conform to their ideology instead of conforming their thinking to the wisdom of Leo XIII. It was Leo's successors, decades later, who would celebrate that encyclical's impact, as it had had a lasting impact on the faithful. I can safely say that while some organizations have adopted Laudato Si as a guiding document, that document hasn't had anywhere near the impact that Rerum Novarum has had, at least not yet. 
even though it is clear that the environmental crisis is seen as seriously today as Leo saw the crisis of industrialization and the, the oppression of laborers and families in his day. I can't tell you what the legacy of Lodato C will be decades from now, though I can safely say that Rerum Navarum will continue to be read well into the future, as will the body of Catholic social teaching that Rerum Navarum is credited with giving birth to. I suspect that I'll be returning to Lodato C in the future, given that this year will be will be hit over the head with this encyclical, it will be in the headlines for sure, especially with the big human fraternity education conference scheduled for October in Rome, right during the anniversary of the Sun at Fatima. That may just be a coincidence, so, since I doubt Fatima is on the minds of the Roman Curia much these days. But remember, Laudato Si year goes all the way until mid-May of 2021. Let me know your thoughts on this in the comments, please. Thanks for listening. I'm Anthony. Ave Maria.